This is a Giving Thought podcast from the Charities Aid Foundation's think tank, Giving Thought. This first conversation is with Will Moy, who's the chief executive of Full Fact, which is the leading fact-checking charity here in the UK. And he's talking about some of the work that they've been doing in response to uh, combating misinformation during the coronavirus crisis so far. So here's Will. Great. So um, I'm here with Will Moy from Full Fact. Hi there, Will. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks very much for finding the time to come on. Um, I, I guess the you know the the place to start would just be if you could just say you know briefly in your own words a little bit about uh, you know what full fact is and what you do and and maybe about how the the whole COVID nineteen pandemic has been affecting you guys so far. Full fact is a team of fact checkers and campaigners. Uh, we are here to fight the harm that bad information does. Right now, there are millions of people sitting at home or not sitting at home. Uh, whose lives may be saved or changed by having access to good information. It's our job to make sure that good information reaches the people who need it and also to challenge bad information. Uh, We've been running since 2010. Uh, We spent a lot of time fact-checking elections and referendums. We've had a few of those doing... Uh, trying to raise the quality of public debate, uh, often in a political space. Right now, we're working on something that is immediate, right in front of us, affecting absolutely everybody and where lives are very clearly at stake. And and what kind of, um, what's the sort of focus of what you're working on? Is it kind of information around public health or are there other elements to it as well? Yes, so it's, it's, not just public health. It's also, uh, it can be public order. It can be individual worries and fears. The big trends we're seeing are firstly, and perhaps most dangerously, misleading claims about people's own medical care, uh, false information about how to test whether you've got the virus or not, um, claims that if you've got a runny nose, you can't be ill with coronavirus. That's not true. Um, false information about how you can prevent yourself getting ill just by gargling salt water or drinking warm water. That's not true. Um, And uh, we're also seeing, though, kind of classic forms of bad information channeling all of the usual human fears and hatred. So claims that the Rothschilds for a famous Jewish family somehow had a patent on a a vaccine um, for this disease that they knew about it in advance, blaming um, China for various things that China is not responsible for. Um, Bad information can ruin lives in several ways. It can damage your health, but it can also be used to promote health hate and we are seeing some of that too and of course people are wondering what the government is doing and there's plenty of false information out that about that as well sometimes from the government itself so we have an important accountability role in a democracy too yeah absolutely and i, and I guess there's so much important information coming out and at such a pace um you know at the moment every every day there's there's something new that people have to digest what what do you do in terms of getting that information out i mean what are the channels you use We're starting with monitoring. So we're monitoring the media. We're monitoring what the government itself says and other political parties. We're monitoring what's online. 
uh, using specialist tools for tracking trending information on the ocean platforms. We have a partnership with Facebook where they flag to us uh, information that they think might be false on Facebook. We can fact check it entirely independently, choose what to check and what the results are. But if we find information that is false on Facebook, they will uh, make it less prominent on Facebook. They say that reduces the spread by about 80%. You might also see if you're on Facebook and you go to share some of this stuff, a message saying that Full Fact has fact-checked it. Do you want to have a read of the fact-check before you share it? Now, you can read it or not, and you can choose to share or not. It's a free country, but at least we're giving people information at the point where they're making that crucial decision about what to share. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and in terms of the, the sort of resources available to you, so you guys are a charity yourselves, aren't you? Am I, am I right? We are a charity. Yeah. Yep. So obviously you kind of rely on, I'd assume, various forms of kind of grant funding from from different bodies. Have you have you found that your kind of need for resources has has ramped up as a result of the work you're doing? And have you found what's the response from funders been in terms of seeing you as somewhere where they're going to kind of put money because they see what you're doing is important, uh, you know, to to uh, tackling this crisis? It's been an enormously demanding time. Uh, one of the frontline battles in this crisis is making sure people get and trust reliable information about what's going on and the choices that we all need to make. And we are finding that the funders who know us that we work with are very supportive of the work we're doing. They're providing the kind of flexibility we need. Um, We're grateful to the relatively small group of trusts that have supported us over the years, people like Joseph Roundtree, Esme Fairburn, the Nuffield Foundation, Barry Cadbury, Luminate, um, a really great crowd of funders who've been very supportive. Um, we're also getting funding from Facebook, who we're working with, and getting funding from Google, who we're working with. They have the internet scale perspective on this. So uh, we're seeing the same kinds of problems in lots of different countries, trying to join up with other fact checkers around the world. But most of all, and uh, protecting our independence in all of this, is the uh, couple of thousand people who are donating to us every month to keep us going and keep us independent. And for us, knowing that there are moments when the focus is really on the quality of information and there are times when it's not, having that core group of people who will back us up and help us stay independent is really important. Do you have any sense that over the the sort of medium to longer term, as the you know this initial phase of the the crisis dies down, there people might potentially kind of appreciate the value of of fact checking and having that kind of objective information even more, and might sort of see it as something that is a public good? I think they will. We wrote this line last year: bad information ruins lives. It damages people's health. It promotes hate. It hurts democracy. And it seemed like an ambitious message to get out of the time. And now it's just writ large in everybody's day-to-day life. And I think what we have to remember is that the best response that we're seeing here, which is make sure that the official information is clear and out there and clearly trusted, make sure we're responding quickly and effectively to bad information where it comes, make sure it's not just in one place, but is reaching into the communities it needs to reach into. All of those things are true in so many other areas of our shared and democratic life. Um, The democratic choices we've made over the last few years would feel different if we had all felt that we had reliable shared sources of information. Our evidence um, from the last election 
is that a significant number of people seem to be choosing not to participate at all simply because they felt they couldn't trust any of the parties involved in the election. And we've got to start recognising the damage that does. Yeah, absolutely. I guess at a time where trusted uh, information from public figures is more important than ever, if that has been eroded, then that, that kind of affects all of us. I was just wondering as well, when you were saying that, do you find in any of the work you do that there are particular challenges for kind of uh, charities or, or community groups in terms of misinformation? Are, th- are they ever the sort of targets of conspiracy theories or misinformation? I think particularly um, communities um, and therefore the groups involved in them. Um, I mentioned the experience of Jewish people in passing earlier. Um, it's very easy to talk about the experience of Muslim people, the experience of immigrants to this country, um, the experience of women. Um, it's not just minority groups. Um, if you have any identity that some other people are uncomfortable with or don't like, then there is a decent chance that you will find yourself being misrepresented. And in a free society, we should not be trying to cut out all the misrepresentation, all the bad information in the world. But what we should be doing is identifying when it does real harm and thinking about what a proportionate response to that is. And fact-checking as well as serving millions of people as we do with good information, is also about understanding what the problem is, where it's coming from, and where the interventions are that might make a difference, whether that's improving the quality of official information or getting the internet companies to redesign some of their products. Um, Those are the kinds of challenges we're looking to to partly uh, help to solve these problems. And, and then just finally, um, I just wanted to ask you, obviously, we talked about quite a lot of the, the challenges and the sort of work you've been doing in response. I mean, have you seen anything so far that gives you cause for hope and optimism, either about, you know, the, the, the ability to, of civil society to rise to these sorts of challenges or just kind of more broadly us as a society? Yeah, I think the enormous adaptability, let me bring it close to home, Full Facts team, you know, they are flat out in a really crucial role in trying to tackle these problems, serving millions of people. Um, And they are also worried about themselves, worried about the people they live with, worried about the people they care for, and going through massive disruption at work or not at work. And they've risen to it with such class. Um, And I think all around the country, we're seeing people show the huge level of adaptability that people have at our best and the ways we can support each other. And I think we should be really proud of all of the good parts of human nature we're seeing coming out here. The people who are looking to donate, the people who are looking to volunteer. The charity sector, I think rightly, has a bit of a reputation for not looking after its staff well enough. This is an opportunity for us to celebrate just what an extraordinary group of people we all collectively are at our best, and maybe to think about what we take out of the end of this experience that we could do better in the future. Great. And yeah, an optimistic note on on which to end. Uh, Just to say thanks ever so much for finding the time to come on, Will. It's been great to have a chance to to chat to you, and I wish you all the best uh, in terms of what I'm sure is going to be a busy uh, few months or more to come. Thank you very much indeed. (laughs) 